Hey, this is Portia again, and you are tuning in to Wifely Wisdom, our fourth episode. I'm so excited. So, insert applause, right? (laughs) So, today we are discussing a very important topic, dealing with disappointment in your marriage. This is so important because, as you know, we've discussed um, idolatry, putting God first. We've talked about the importance of submission. Uh, So now it's about dealing with the disappointment in your marriage because, as we know, now that we're all on this journey, I'm so excited. It's so exciting when you have people of like-minded women, wives, um, fiancés, um, just women on a journey to get to know God better, on a journey to want more for themselves, really. You know, this is just for, this is for, listen, this is wifely wisdom. It's wisdom for women, right? So this one is dealing with disappointment in your marriage, and it can also be just disappointment in life. Uh, but this is a very important topic, and I'm super excited for us to get into it. So, dealing with disappointment in your marriage. I can't think of, I actually don't know too many women who don't deal with disappointment in their marriage. I don't know too many women who have not been disappointed in relationships, um, who are not disappointed in life and their current status, feeling like they're, you know, they should be farther or further along, uh, feeling like they should, um, they should be further along, feeling like they keep getting denied, feeling like every time they try to take a step forward, they get pushed, put back 10 steps backwards. You ever heard of that? Did I say it correctly? I believe so. You know, they say you take 10 steps, you know, you take one step forward and get pushed 10 steps backwards. Um, you hear those slogans so much, but today, today we are dealing with disappointment. And I'm so excited. Um, there was a uh, this prophet, as she told me, and I, I kid you, it, it changed the, my life. She said, uh, disappointment is a spirit. I said, woo, disappointment, guys, is a spirit. Guys and ladies, <laughs> this is this share, guys. Feel free to share this with anyone, man, woman, whoever comes up to you. If you think about someone, share it with them. Okay, but yes, guys, disappointment is a spirit. So, what does disappointment do? So we know disappointment. Um, disappointment, you know, basically robs people of their faith. Imagine, and we can attest to that, right? So imagine someone who has the faith to get a um, a faith, the faith to get a job. They're believing, um, a, they're believing God for a job, and all of a sudden they get denied for it, and they keep getting denied. They keep getting denied every time they apply for jobs. They keep getting denied. And so what that does is that disappointment robs them from their faith. So then people then begin to not believe that they even qualified for a job. You have people, it'll try to turn them away from God. There's people that will say, well, maybe they're, they start to feel unworthy, right? Disappointment will try to make people feel that they're unworthy of the promises of God. It's a tricky one. It's because you see the enemy comes to steal and to kill and to destroy and so there's there's aggressive ways that the enemy does this but there's subtle ways and I want to be clear that we're not going to magnify the enemy during this episode but I do but we it will be ignorant uh, ignorant of us to not recognize the schemes right 
So disappointment also opens the door for bitterness, anger, hate, jealousy. Imagine if you're believing, um, you know, you, you've, you're believing God for a house and you're not getting the house. And then you're noticing that everyone around you are getting homes. And I'm not, I'm talking about rich people getting homes, poor people qualifying for homes. Uh, you know, people who don't have anything and someone blessed them with a home and you're believing God for a house. That disappointment spirit will then open the door for these spirits, which is, and as we know, bitterness, anger, hate, um, fear, uh, robbing you of your faith. That's all an antichrist spirit. That is not of God. So that is why it's important. And then, you know, and we also are very much aware how it operates in marriage. There are a lot of women who have suffered with disappointment in their marriages, disappointment with their spouse. Um, it could be in so many different areas. Um, you can have disappointment where you feel like your spouse is not growing spiritually. You want to go to church. Okay. Um, he does not want to go to church. Okay. You may have gone to certain conferences and they speak about this be this wonderful type of man. And it does not describe the man that you're married to at all. Um, you may be in a finance, you may have a financial burden, uh, where, you know, you, You've been working so hard and it feels as though you don't know where your money is going. Or you have to scrape and scrimp every month so that you can make ends meet. Um, you, you know, your children need braces, your children need clothes, the seasons are changing and you're trying to figure out what's happening. Um, you can feel there can be disappointment in the areas of intimacy with your husband, you know, which if this is a man listening, you know, with your wife, you feel that maybe they're not listening to you, they're not tending to your needs. They're being very selfish. And every time you think you've had a conversation with them and you've had breakthrough and they're understanding what you do, which are, I mean, excuse me, they understand, you know, where you're coming from. Uh, a day later, they go right back to the way things were. Um, you have, you may have the disappointment of your spouse stepping up. You know, um, there are a lot of women, you know, who operate, who are married, and they uh, they operate as single mothers because the husband may have this um, twisted notion of what they a husband's role is supposed to be. And so you have a lot of women who are burnt out, they're overexerting themselves and anytime and they just feel so disappointing cuz they feel like, you know, they could do battle by themselves. This is what this you know, these are all examples of disappointment. Now. <laughs> now. Here's where we get into, now that we've discussed disappointment, now that we understand what disappointment, now that we've gone into it, because I, like I said, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are disappointed, you know, in life with things. It could be big things. It could be small things. It could be a numerous amount of things that you're disappointed with. It could be one thing that's still nagging you. Either way, understand that the disappointment is a demonic spirit. And today we are tackling that thing and we are going to overcome it because there is no reason why. Jesus died on the cross for our sins and Jesus died on the cross for us so that we can have authority over all works of the enemy and we're allowing the spirit of disappointment to really take charge in our life so let's get into it guys now how do we deal with disappointment 
or even the fear of being disappointed because remember it robs you of your faith so if there's a situation if you've got if you feel like you know what I keep feeling in my spirit maybe you've been denied for jobs so many times and now you see another job opening and that job could very well be the job for you. You feel, you know, you're afraid to, to, to apply because you just can't, your heart, you feel as though your heart can't handle another uh, reject or a rejected letter or a rejected email or we chose someone else or we decided to hire in-house, right? So how do we deal with the fear of disappointment or disappointment? Let me just say this. The number one thing you're going to always hear me say is pray. We deal with it by praying to God. And now you say, I've been praying, but let me say this. Don't think your prayers are unanswered. Listen, pray to you want to be vulnerable with vulnerable with God. David in the Bible, if you read Psalms, remember he was a psalmist. There were times when he was like, God, how, how long am I going to go through this? You know, you can be vulnerable. We do it in humility and in love, but you, God knows our heart. He knows what we're going through. We can ask the questions. God, I, I, I'm tired. I, I, I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm tithing. I'm, I'm being obedient, God, but something isn't right here. What's going on? We can ask so we can go um, in a, in our prayer closet and we can go to our father and be vulnerable with God and ask God these questions. Another thing we can do, go back to the last thing God told you to do. What was the last thing God told you to do that is incomplete that you have not completed? See, sometimes our breakthrough is in our assignments our breakthrough could be in our assignments. Hear me on that, y'all. Please, I need you to listen to me. Our breakthrough can be in our assignments. So even no matter how small it may be, you just never know. Imagine if you're having issues with your your husband or your wife, right? Uh, if you're a man, your wife, and the issue is intimacy, and the last and you act now you go back to the last thing God told you to do and you're in deep prayer right and next thing you know you remember God told you to clean your house up from top to bottom I mean clean it and let's say you have not done so because let's say you've been tired you know the children you're working you got all this other stuff going on but God told you to clean your house every inch dust uh, wipe the walls down, vacuum that floor, polish that furniture, put everything up, throw that stuff away, recycle. I mean, go in, fluff the pillows. You understand what I'm saying? And let's say when you clean that house, let's say the uh, the the breakthrough in your intimacy with your partner is in that in that assignment you never know so we want to be so clear because god answers our prayers now sometimes it can be within an instruction so that's why it's important let's go back to what was the last thing god told us to do that we did not do and so i use that as an example because sometimes we we, we may minimize the instruction you know, if you have a lot going on and you praying and all of a sudden you hear God tell you, clean your house. You feel it all in your spirit. Clean your house. 
you tie, you really on the bed and it's late and you're, you know, you finally got time to yourself. You just want to pray to God. You hear it clean your house. Okay. You may not have taken it seriously, but I'm, I, I highlight the cleaning the house. Cause sometimes, you know, people may take that lightly, not to say that you're a slob or anything, but maybe let's say you just straighten up, you know, you just put stuff up. You haven't done a deep clean in months, you know, for some, you know, some of y'all years, you know, you know, uh, let's just be honest. Right. The breakthrough is in that last instruction. It that is a that is a strong possibility. So go back to what was the la- what was the last thing God told you to do, or even I mean, my goodness, not even the last thing. What were the things? <laughs> what was the list <laughs> that God gave you that you did not complete? The breakthrough could be in your in, in the instruction, the last instruction, or the instructions plural that God has given you. Okay. Another thing, worship and thanksgiving. See, we have to remember this. And it's very important. Sometimes when you're in the midst of things and you're going through that harshness and you're feeling sad and and stressed out and worried, you forget who God is. See, we can magnify the schemes of the enemy, hurt, pain, rejection, torment, but we sometimes forget to exalt God because we have to remind, we have to remember God is above all things and God is all knowing. He knows you better than you know yourself. So you have to understand worship is a powerful warfare tactic. Worship is soothing to God. The God who created you, the God who has kept you alive all these years, the God who continuously saves you, brings you back to um, light. The God who blessed you to get married, right? Or has blessed you to get engaged. You go to God with thanksgiving and worship. And you know the beauty thing, you know what's so beautiful about God? What I love about God so much, uh, so many things, so (laughs) you may know every episode I may say what I love about God so much because there's so many I love them the the uh the beauty is is that although it honors God you know what helps us too imagine God said in his word come boldly through the before the throne of grace with thanksgiving so when you are thanks when you're giving thanks to God and you're honoring God and you're worshiping God do you know what that is doing in the realms of the spirit meaning that there are breakthroughs that's happening for you even as you do it and you're so because because what happens is you put God back in his rightful place in your life you before all that worry and all that despair you start just singing out to God or thanking God I'll give you, um, I'll use myself in as, a, as an example, right? I had a, um, I had a, you know, I had a bad dream one day and, um, I had a bad dream one day and I woke up troubled. That doesn't mean, okay, that it was nothing, right? But what it means is that I woke up troubled and I said, hold on, wait a minute. Let's go. You know, I felt God tell me to worship him, magnify him. And so, you know what I started doing? I just went into prayer as much as the fear hit me because of that dream. I started worshiping God, thanking God, magnifying God. And do you know, I was so wrapped up in that all of a sudden God showed me the revelation of that dream. And you better believe 
God moved mightily on my behalf. You understand what I'm saying? God knows what we're going through. God knows it. He knows us. He knows what's happening. He sees all. God knows all things. There's nothing that he does not know. There is nothing that God does not know. God is all knowing. He is all He's present. He is with us. There is nothing. I tell you the truth that God does not know. So you have to understand it is a, it is a key thing to just give God thanks when you have those feelings, when those feelings come about and trust me when I say, trust me when I say that it, 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 you get breakthrough because of it. Because it breaks. What it does is <laughs> that spirit of disappointment, it, it crushes it. Because you're no longer disappointment because when you're giving God thanks, and I'm not talking about God, I thank you, I love you, you know, thanks God. All right, now God, back to what I was feeling. No, I'm talking about you really start thanking God for everything because the truth of the matter is it should take you forever to do so, right? So when you start giving God thanks, you start, I know there's times I'll be overcome with tears when I think of all that God has done for me that I know. I can't even talk about what I don't know because God has done so much that I don't know. I thank God for the, 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 um... The visible things, the things that's right in my face. I thank God for what he's brought me out of. I thank God for where he's taken me to. I thank God for his promises. Aha. You got to thank God for those promises that God promised you. No matter what it looks like. And when you do that, it breaks that spirit of disappointment that tries to keep you bound. You know, no matter what it looks like, when you have put God first in your life, when you are choosing to be submissive, me and, and, you know, like I said, please, if you have not watched my previous episodes, episodes two and three, definitely catch episode one to just learn a little snippet about, you know, your girl. Okay, please do. But it's important that you have to understand that these are ways that you deal with the spirit. And you are combating it and you have to know that God is moving mightily on your behalf. All right. So. Okay. So here is a few scriptures that I wanted to go on, um, go through. I'm going to start with one first because this is very important as we, you know, as, as we continue to dive deep into this thing. Um, the first scripture I'm going to read. Is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. This is the New King James Version, okay? So, and you, many of you may be very familiar with this, but here we go. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Okay? So, those who wait on the Lord. So, in order to to combat this disappointment one of the main things that we need y'all a major gem this is a key is patience do you understand me patience see patience when you wait on the lord that is having patience you're being patient you must have patience in marriage my goodness you must have patience in life in order to survive this thing, in order to, to be able to wait on the Lord, you have to trust God's timing. See, it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. There's some of you that you have, you know, you've been, you, you've been feel you feel like you waiting, but you've been feeling weary, full of doubt. You, you just tired. 
angry, bitter. You anytime something happens, it, sh- it, it shakes you up to the point where you out here spewing curses on yourself, um, allowing the enemy to just move and, and snatch and steal from you. But you have to wait on the Lord. You have to be patient because your strength will be renewed. You have to understand that you shall mount up with wings like eagles. You shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not be faint. So what that means is that you have to understand that when you have patience, that is a key. And that is my my dear um, friends, my dear sisters and brothers, right? That right there is how you combat that thing of disappointment. It's very important. One of the key gems in marriage is patience. You have to have patience. Why do you need patience? Patience increases your capacity, right? To trust and have faith in God. See, you think it's your spouse, but it's deeper than that. It's trusting and have faith in God. Because if you're if you're if you're in a situation of um, intimacy with yours, you know, I'm just using an example. So flow with me y'all. But if you're you, if you're in a space where you're having intimacy issues with your, your husband and you feel as though he's not romantic enough or he's not, you know, attending to your needs like he's supposed to, or for your, as a man, if you feel like your wife is not attending to your needs, like she's supposed to, right. And you're praying to God. And you're and 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 you and he that the per and your spouse has not moved in that area yet, and you get frustrated. See what happens is what that means is that you don't trust that God is going to do for you like He said He's going to do. You don't trust that your prayers have been heard. So you're not trusting God. Now, when you have patience, that is the indicator of your trust in the Lord, because you know that I know, God, you are going to deal with my husband or for your wife or you're going to deal with my wife, Lord. I know that. So you rejoice because you know a great thing so that when you do go into prayer, you start thanking God. Like I said before, worshiping and Thanksgiving, you start thanking God for the for your blessed intimacy, intimacy. That as a woman, your husband will be ravished with you always. That he will tend to that, um, um, that, that as a man, your wife will tend to your needs and shall will come to de- together um, often so that the enemy will not try to tempt you in that way. You know that and you start thanking God for that. It's powerful, y'all. Powerful. So we need patience. We need it. It's imp- it's imperative. It's a it's a it's a must. There's plenty of um scriptures and I and I um you know, I challenge you in your prayers in your meditation time because we should all and when I say med- you know, meditate on the word of God that you find scriptures that it talks about patience because that is a very important um that is very important to have. You need patience in this walk in this life. Okay? Um, now (laughs) here's another thing you have to trust the journey. Okay. Um, 
we've talked about putting God first. We've talked about all the blessings that come from that. We read scriptures. I pray that you all have read the scriptures scriptures and if you haven't please go back and do so we talked about submission we talked about what that invokes we talked about talk about how it how it really heals and mends your marriage and your spouses they you know they start coming into alignment we talked about these things we talked about blessings and promises and trust me when i say we're going to talk some more about it in the episodes to come but i will say there is a journey you see there are some things that will come right away right but there are others that will take time. See, we have to trust in the Lord. We have to wait on the Lord, just like it says in Isaiah 40, verse 31, right? Um, we have to do these things, y'all. It's very important. We have to trust the journey. See, God gives us a promise, right? God may have told you um, you're going to have children, God promised you a child. See, God is not, and I need to be very clear about this. God is a promise keeper. He is not, he cannot lie. He's the truth. He's truth. That's truth. You know, he cannot lie. God promised you a child. So what happens? You're having issues in that area where maybe um, you're having issues having a child. Okay? Or let's say you're having issues... um, you know, you're you're single and God promised you a child and you're having issues getting a husband. You know, this is for those as way, you know, women as well who are believing God for their spouse. Um, let's say um God promised you a um let's say God promised you a a, a daughter, all you've had was sons, right? And you got pregnant and you're pregnant with yet another son, which is a blessing, by the way. Children are a blessing. You have to understand there's a process. There's a journey. See, and this is real, y'all. We love the promises. Some of us have gotten prophetic words. It steered our spirits. We jump up and down. We rejoice. We praise. But for some reason, we don't trust the process. See, yes, you love the promise, but you also have to trust the process. You have to trust the journey. You have to trust what that all means. There's a lot of times that things have happened and you're trying to figure out why, but there's a reason for it. Y'all, there's a, there's a strong reason for it. And I just want to read it, uh, just read two two scriptures for us real quick. I'm not scriptures, but verses. So the first one is Proverbs chapter three, verse five to six, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So it's telling us to trust, right? We've been given a promise. God has set us on a journey, but we are, but the disappointments are over, it's overwhelming us. But in order to combat that, we have to trust in the Lord. We have to have patience. And once again, patience increases your capacity to trust. So now you have to trust in the Lord. And what does it mean to trust? See, trust is the firm belief, right? And the, the, uh, of the true of the ability or strength of someone or something, which is in the synonyms for it is what confidence, faith that goes that faith word, right? Assurance. So we have to have firm belief in the reliability and the ability and strength of God in our life and in our walk. 
You have to trust the Lord with all your heart. There, because understand that if there's a part of you where there lacks trust, there is that is the part that you will find a lot of failure in, and you will find yourself wary in. You have to trust that God will never leave you nor forsake you. That he has plans to prosper you, not to harm you. It does not matter what it looks like because there's a journey that we must all walk. Our, all of our journeys are different. There's some that whose journeys are uh, days. There's some that are months. There's some that are years. My goodness, there's some that are decades. But we have to trust the journey that God has laid out before us. Because in that journey... Oh, let me before I even give it to you, let me give you a, a verse to back my word up, y'all. We gonna go, let's take it on to James chapter one, verse two through four, where it says, Well, I'll say it again, James chapter one, verse two through four. And remember, I'll write it in the description as well, so you can take time to meditate and pray over it and speak to God about it. So it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Whoo! There goes that P word again, y'all. Patience. But let the but let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So it says, but let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And I want to take that verse, which was verse four, um, James chapter one, verse four. And I'm going to go on to the message version of that version of that just to get a little bit more detail. It says, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work. So you become mature and well developed not deficient in any way mm, y'all <laughs> it's a, it's i laugh because god is moving for us y'all god is moving for us we have to trust the journey we have to trust the process See, God will give you a promise, but you have to get to that promise. Yes, there are certain things that will fall into your lap, but there are certain others that won't. But you have to trust why. But you have to have patience. See, where it says in James 1 verse 2 to 4, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. See, it didn't say if. Y'all get into this, y'all. It didn't say if it says when you fall into various trials, but y'all, it didn't say one trial. It said various. So there's going to be a, a good amount of trials that you will fall into, but count it all joy because you have to understand you serve a father. You serve a God who is not here to torture you, but is doing this to build you up. See, yes, it says knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Your faith will be tested. You got can you have you could have went to church, y'all, and got prophesied to that you're about to get a job. And then you go on the interview the next day and the job says you're denied. It's going to test your faith, but you have to understand that when you count it all joy, because you know, you serve a living, breathing God who is doing this to produce a, a perfect work in you. You have to trust the process. Some of y'all are in marriages where your, your spouse is not doing the things you've that he said he would do. You are in marriages where he is a lie. You're in marriages where you ha listen. You're in marriages where it doesn't make where you find yourself 
angry all the time because of things that he does. You have to trust the process because once you do that, that disappointment spirit has no choice but to flee. See, you see, remember that verse, y'all resist the devil and he must flee. So when you resist those advances with patience and trust and faith and thanksgiving and worship, you have to, uh, and obedience, right? You have to understand that it will flee. There is times there are women, right, who have been praying, asking their husbands to pray for them, My, asking their husbands to pray for them, and their husbands won't do it. Their husbands are going astray. And guess what? That means they, they so they are praying and travailing day and night. Day and night, fasting, prevailing, uh, praying for hours on end. Oh, baby, you have to understand their spiritual muscles are being built up because there will come a day that God, because God promised them that their husbands will rise up as men, that their husbands will rise up. But that journey, that process, it built them up. And now they're able to bless other women who are going through what they're going through. See, sometimes you have to be patient with your journey. And I want to say something else. A lot of y'all are patient with your own journey, but you're not patient with your husband's journey. See, we are all sons and daughters. We've all had this all traumas of some sort. Soul ties, curses, everything that, you're, that we all need to be delivered from. That includes your husband. You have to be patient with him. Allow your husband to go through his process. See, because when you allow that spirit of disappointment to come in, it robs you of your patience. And then you find yourself doing something that is really blocking and hindering their deliverance. I know I've used this example in a a previous episode. Y'all bear with me because I can't remember which one. But I know I've used this example in a previous episode. But it's important that you understand this. Imagine if you were in a marriage and God gave you an instruction to not yell at your husband or not get upset at him or, or, or not lash out at him. Make sure you do it for a week or 10 days and he tests you. You have to understand you and then you break it because now you can't you can't handle it see that's impatience you have to trust that God is moving on your behalf you have to trust that you're walking this walk for a reason you may not always you may not know in that moment but you let me tell you something you will find out sooner than later some of y'all have been the first to get married in your ma- in your family. Some of y'all have been a product of divorce. Some of y'all have been a, a product of a, a a love, you know, a, a situation of an adulterous affair. And so you're breaking generational curses so that your children won't have to go through it. Honey, you got to trust the process. Um one of the biggest uh, examples that I can think of, and there's is a few, is a, there's a few. There's two in particular um, that were, was David and Joseph, right? These are two people, two. You have to trust the process. See, um, I'll begin with David. See, David, as we know, um, was... You know, Samuel, the prophet Samuel was gone. He had to appoint David to be king while Saul was still in the throne because God no longer wanted Saul to be king over his people. Right. 
So as a child, David was appointed to be king. Now, did that mean that that was a promise? He was anointed. (laughs) The horn of oil was poured over him as king. That's a promise, right? God is not a man that should lie. I need us. And I'm going to, if I have to insert that every few minutes, you better believe I will. So it seeps into you so that when you're going through something, you remind yourself that God is not a man that should lie. Did that mean that David didn't go through something? Did that mean that as soon as Samuel anointed him, that he was off to the throne and people hailed him as king? No. <laughs> What that meant is that after Samuel left, he was still tending to them sheep. Because remember, he was a shepherd. He was still tending to them sheeps. Sheeps, y'all, forgive me. <laughs> sheep. <laughs> y'all, I, <laughs> I can speak, y'all, I promise. <laughs> he was still tending to those sheep. Um, also, remember. So, this. <laughs> also, remember. Um, in, the, in the process, David was going, he had to serve the king. In the process, he killed Goliath, right? So he had to serve the king. In the process, the king tried to kill him. Y'all, the king tried to kill him. In his process, he was persecuted. He was belittled. He was mocked. He had to run. In his process, he even though he had to still honor the man that was trying to kill him. That's a process. He was scattering, scattering, but eventually he, he became king. But in that process, in that process, right? He, be, he, got, he had gained wives. In that process, he gained a reputation that he was not one to play with. In that process, he gained the loyalty of Judah. In that process, y'all, he grew stronger with God. See, we have to remind ourselves as long as our biggest thing is God, I, at the end of the day, God, I, you know, I had to, y'all, I had to get real. I, 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 yes, I did just clap my hands. Yes. Listen, it's the Brooklyn in me. I cannot help it. (laughs) The process, he went through all of this stuff, but in that process, the whole book of Psalms was written for us, y'all. I know we love Psalms 91. Honey, you cannot tell me nothing about Psalms 103. You have to understand in that process, he communed with God. He, he, he completely relied solely on God. He, no, he, no one could touch him. No one could lay a finger on him. He was a man after God's own heart. God said that himself. And even he went through a process. Yes, there was times where he felt weak. We're not meant to be perfect. That's why we are. Remember, I said you'd be vulnerable with God. David was very vulnerable with God. Yes, he had a process, but you and you understand throughout that process of running and hiding and dwelling, there were people that he he gained followed. He gained loyal people in his um camp. See, sometimes we go through things so so that we can meet with other people who are destiny partners. There, I cannot, you know, there's not enough time during this podcast for me to name all the reasons why we go through what we go through. But the key thing is, is that we must trust the process. Another one is Joseph. You remember Joseph who, you know, his brother sold him. He had a dream that his brothers were bowing before him. He was a dreamer. <laughs> prophetic dreamer okay he was a prophet he had a dream his brothers were bowing before him oh they didn't like that 
at all. Some of y'all, because of your yes to God, and this happens, you've been persecuted. You've been mocked. You've been rejected. You've been casted off. And it's part, it's part of the process. And I want to get into Joseph's story for a different reason another day. But for now, he went to a process. See, God already showed him what was going to happen. Some of y'all are really dreamers. Y'all, y'all really, really, God has shown y'all visions. You have seen yourself in a mansion, had a dream that you were in a mansion, and it felt so real. You felt you were walking on the marble floor itself. That you were touching the, the emerald, the, 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 the jewels, the gold on the wall and you woke up in your pro in the projects because that was that was your reality of, of the of the present <laughs> that don't mean that don't mean that's not the case see joseph god showed him what was going to happen right that doesn't mean when he told his brothers what happened that they kneeled down and, and, and kneeled down and bowed before him and remember he was the youngest one so that it was like the audacity of this man of, of joseph so what happened? They sold him off. They were going to kill him, but they decide to sell him instead. They sell him. He goes into a foreign land of Egypt. He's in a house. He's getting favor. But then because of the lies of someone else, because of the lies of someone else, he's thrown in jail prison for, I believe, two years. Y'all don't quote me on that. Check the Bible, please. Message me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was two years. Then he was, then he came out of the prison and then, um, he ended up being second only to the Pharaoh of that land. And then because of the famine, his brothers now were able to come back and he was able to help his brothers. See, some of y'all got to understand this, that Y'all be going through the process to help people, to be a help. There's so many reasons for the process, but you have to trust God in it. Because in that process of Joseph, he became, yes, he was sold off. Yes, he did not see his father for what to be years. His father was an old, old man by the Israel, was old before he saw his son again. And he loved his father. He loved his baby brother, Benjamin. He did not have, have, have not seen them. And yet, yet there was still a process he had to go through because you understand that at, at the end of that, those brothers kneeled before him. We have to trust the process, but in that process, he got married. He had two children. He, he was above all. He was a, he was, <laughs> He was a Jew above all those Egyptians. The Pharaoh set him so high. And then he saved the land of Egypt and other lands who, from where people were able to come during that, during those um, years of famine. Was it seven years, y'all? I believe it was seven years of famine. Dur during those years of famine. So I want you all to remember to trust the process. See, when you, re when you realize that, Right. Those ver those verses that I read about waiting on the Lord, trusting in the Lord, counting it all joy. See, it, it, it sparks something, it steers in you differently. Right. Because, you know, 
You ain't going, and I have to say ain't, y'all. I'm sorry, because this is real. You not, you ain't going through this in vain. See, I, I have a passion for women, men too, really, but people who are feeling weary, who are filled with doubt, when, who, who, whose light has been stolen from them from a spirit of disappointment. We no longer have to deal with that. We don't have to deal with that because Jesus already died on the cross for our sins. And the more we really get that, the more we really understand that, oh, we start praising Jesus a whole lot differently. Oh, we get a whole lot heavier. Oh, we get the sweat start pouring. But I'm telling you, y'all, you can, the way you deal with disappointment is that you, and the way you bind that demon up and the way that demon must flee is that you trust in the Lord. You have patience. Be pa- in your marriage with your husband. Be patient. Trust that God is working in him. I don't care what it looked like. You want to trust that. There's so many different levels to this thing, y'all. And I want you to for sure. And as I'm winding down, because we are getting to the end. And when I say end, you know we're going to seal this off with a prayer. But what I'm saying is trust. Allow God to heal, work on your husband. Allow God to work on your marriage. Count it all joy when y'all go through things because you know you serve Jehovah Nisi. See, that's another see, God has many names, right? And that's victory. See, God is the victory. We are victorious through God. You you're not going through this in vain. So trust what God is doing for your husband. Trust it, y'all, please. Don't allow no longer. Don't allow that spirit of disappointment to rob you anymore because it's a demon. See, once I understood that that thing is a demon. Oh, <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all know. I don't, listen, no, because there's certain things. There's certain things we understand that are demons, but some things we, we don't really re- re- realize like, oh, no, that's a spirit. And when it was brought to me, I said, "Woo." Oh no, it's time to, oh, now we got to, it's time to bind that thing up. See, then, see, uh, in the, in, in, in a certain verse, I can't remember the verse, but Paul said, <clears throat> the apostle Paul said, he said, we don't war just aimlessly. We, we hit our targets in the realms of the spirit. So now that you know what that is, you know, it's a spirit of disappointment that's coming to steal your joy, rob you of your marriage, rob you of your life. Oh, we're not taking that no more. We're not, we're not taking that anymore. So I want to begin praying for us. And, you know, I just pray this blessed you all seriously, but I want to pray for you guys. And, um, specifically we're going to target that spirit of disappointment. So heavenly father, God, I just thank you, Lord. God, we just continue to welcome you into our lives, into our homes. Every that everyone at the sound of my voice, God, we just welcome you into our lives, into our marriages, into our our um our children, into our relationships, God, into our finances, into our minds, God, into our cars, God, wherever we dwell, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We open you. We embrace you, Lord. God, today, as we discuss disappointment, we understand that it is on your spirit, that there are a lot of your children, your sons and daughters who are struggling and are being weighed down by the spirit of disappointment. But God, we rejoice today and knowing that you've heard us, that means you are moving mightily on our behalf. 
So God, we lift you up. God, as our deliverer, as our shepherd, and we thank you for leading us on the path of righteousness for your name's sake. That as we're on this path of righteousness, that means no demon of disappointment can dwell with us. No demon of fear can dwell with us. No demon of failure can dwell with us. And we continue to put the full armor of God upon us, God, girding our waist with the truth, shouting our feet with the gospel of peace, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, taking up the shields of faith, putting on the helmet of salvation and the fiery sword, which is your word. Today, God, we choose to hope in you. We choose to trust in you. We choose to rejoice in knowing that you are doing a wondrous, miraculous thing, O Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. God, we thank you for the authority you have given us to trample over all works of the devil. And right now we trample on the demon of disappointments. God, we rebuke and bind every the spirit of disappointment that we say that no longer that it must be paralyzed. Lord, let the fire of the Holy Ghost remove and paralyze every everywhere, every demon of disappointment, every curse of disappointment. God, every time release curse of disappointment. God, let every plan of the enemy be destroyed in concerns of disappointment. God, that no longer will we be disappointed in our marriages with our husbands, with our wives, with our finances, with your promises, with your word, oh Lord, with our journey, God. We hope and we rest in your journey. We thank you for the trials that will make us stronger, oh Lord. And we thank you that you will not leave, put us in the hands of the enemy, but that you will carry us, oh Lord. We thank you, oh Lord, for what you're doing for every person on this call. For those right now who are feel, for trying to figure out why, God, why haven't, why am I not making enough money? God, I'm trying to do better. God, the, the spirit of lust is tempting me. The spirit of addiction is tormenting me, God. God, my husband is being mean to me. My wife is being mean to me. My children are not behaving. God, right now with the authority you have given me, I bind every demon of disappointment, every spirit of lack, every demonic spirit that will attempt to steal our destiny, that will attempt to destroy our destiny. I cover every part of us with the blood of Jesus from the crowns of our head to the soles of our feet. In the mighty name of Jesus, every tormenting thought that will try to come as our own, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord, that we will see evidence of miracles, signs, and wonders where the demon of, um, of oppression, with a demon of delay, with a demon of lack, with a demon of disappointment, tries to step in and rob us. God, we take it back by force. Father, your God, you say that when we uh, seek see the enemy, the thief, that they must return to us sevenfold. So every area where disappointment has robbed us of our faith, of our ministry, of our marriages, of our businesses, of our children, of our finances, of our ma- of, of of even our friendships. God, I we demand it to be coming back. That the enemy must return it to us. Seven- God, we thank you, Lord, for double for our trouble in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus, God, the blood that speaks better things than able in the name of Jesus, the blood that is impenetrable, the blood that removes, that intercedes on our behalf, the blood that, that, that saves us, God, so that any accusations that is um, against us in the courts of heaven, God, we thank you for the blood. Father God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, God. We thank you, Lord, that no longer can the enemy try to wave that against us. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, and we seal this with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, y'all. Amen. I f- oh, Jesus. I, God, we love you. 
God, we thank you. I thank you for every listener, everyone that is listening, everyone that is believing you for this, God, everyone that's believing for change, everyone that's believing that even in this last quarter of the year for divine change, everyone that's believing for healing, everyone that's believing that their prayers shall be answered. Those that's trying to figure out why, where they have, they, they've lost the zeal, the feeling, God, to, to just pray because they feel like it won't be heard, God. I pray for supernatural encounters that they will see that you have heard them. I pray for confirmations of vine, that every, that there shall be no manifestations of fear. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, O Lord, in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Y'all, I'm trying to move on, but I feel the Holy Ghost on me, y'all. That every woman in waiting, that every woman that is waiting for their husband to rise up, let him rise. For every woman that is waiting for their finances to increase, let it increase. For every woman that is waiting for a a good result from the doctor, let it be a great result from the doctor. For every woman that is waiting for the fibroids to be shrunken and let it be removed in the name of Jesus, God. For every woman that is desiring to grow closer to you, Lord, to remove every hindrance that will block them, oh Lord. I rebuke every spirit of pride in the mighty name of Jesus that it will try to come upon any woman or man that is listening in the name of Jesus let every marine spirit be destroyed upon their life in the name of Jesus God we rebuke every demonic water every demonic wind that will try to rob them that will try to has released curses upon their names God we sprinkle the blood of Jesus over it Lord in the name of Jesus God I thank you for what you are doing see y'all in Jesus name amen see y'all y'all have to understand that when y'all get in y'all pray and I pray that this blesses y'all but don't let no we're not gonna let the enemy crush us or make us weary anymore we're not gonna do it we are not gonna do it y'all I'm trying to wind down (laughs) you know (laughs) I'm trying but I pray that this blessed you and I just seal this all with the blood of Jesus in Jesus name I pray this bless you. I pray that even after you get off this call, that if something tries to disappoint you, if something tries to taunt you, that you rise up and you start speaking against that thing. And you you say, you know what? I am approved. You know what? I By Jesus stripes, I am healed. You start speaking. You use your tongue for life and you start speaking life into your life. And trust God. Above all else, believe in God above all else. Know that God is a promise keeper and that he is the truth. There are people that are in wilderness seasons. You got to trust that wilderness, baby. You got to trust that dark. You got to trust that, but trust that God. And I pray that he will be the light in your darkness in Jesus name. Amen. Woo. <laughs> so y'all, um, now, this is episode four. I still feel it on me. Y'all. I'm trying to flow. <laughs> I'm trying to roll, but I still feel it on me. If anybody has any questions, comments, prayer requests, concerns, please email me at wifelywisdom, the number one, at gmail.com. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited. We have some good things coming ahead, good topics. I, I, I love y'all. Really, I really do. 
Um, I I probably going, I'm probably going into prayer after this y'all, honestly, but I just, you know, I'm I'm so blessed that y'all even take the time to listen to these um, podcasts. Once again, please, please, please share it on all platforms, share it on your social media. If this, if it blessed you really share it, whoever came to your spirit, I don't care if it was a man, a woman, if it was your mother, your father, I don't care if it was a cousin or friend or a foe, honey, share it with them because they probably need it. Um, they not even probably do need it. <laughs> right. So I think that's it. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything? Yes, I think that's it. But I did want to, um, if there's anyone, I didn't do it the last time, but I do want to do it now for anyone who has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and savior. I did want to um, say a prayer with you guys and just repeat after me um, because I can pray for you and we can do all these things, but you need to have Jesus, you know, accept him as your Lord and Savior because that's where it starts rolling. We can talk, we can talk, but if you, even if you want to um, rededicate your life, let's do it now. So just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, for too long, I've kept you out of my life. I know that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo! Y'all, this was a good one. Um, please stay tuned. So as you can see, um, this is weekly. So stay tuned, guys, um, guys, for the next one. Ladies, you know, I'm just excited. If you have any testimonies, anything, send it to me. I want to hear it. Um, I would love to hear it. <laughs> really, I really will. Um, but yeah, uh, that's about it. I think, is there anything else I am missing? Let's see. Yes, please. If you have not already listened to um, my previous episodes, you know, it it all falls into alignment. Really, it does um, with just you growing with God and really God moving wonderfully in your life. And just trust y'all. Let today be a wonderful day. Let tomorrow be a wonderful day. Let the rest of this year be wonderful days. Um, I just pray that you are blessed by it indeed. And yeah, I love y'all in real life. I really do. All right. All right, y'all.